and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, the weekly podcast celebrating great music, independent record labels, and interesting sounds from around the world. Hosted by me, Gareth Main, and me, Anthony Jarvis.
edition of the Independent Music Podcast. We opened with um, some Swedish psychedelic rock, quite funky as well, like that sort of like sounds that I can't exactly identify. I'm guessing it's a guitar with a pedal. Could be a synthesizer. That a bit funky. Yeah. Was there anything funky in that? I felt there was some funk in there. Uh, all right, you, you see, feel that? I'm a man who feels the funk in everything he does in his, <laughs> but I, I'm not sure I felt any as much as I enjoyed that. A little I'm bit sure afro-y. I don't know. I saw. I heard something that's like I had a distinct strain of something non-rock in there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I can get that. It's sort of psyche, yeah. I can get it. I thought they were quite. I thought it was pretty good, anyway. Uh, it's a uh, band called Flowers Must Die. Their new record uh, is going to be released on Rocket Recordings, and it's called <laughs> Compost by the looks of it. So uh, good to sort of get you into thinking about this year's gardening. Yeah, we <laughs> we did just have a conversation about gardening uh, before we came on, so it's at the forefront of your mind, is it? Yeah, exactly. Well, we both like we both we both like we gardening. both like compost. We, we, we both like gardening, and because of that, we like making compost and uh, grow, growing plants out of the compost. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I think even for us, this has been a really solid start. Good, good link. Start, start to the podcast. <laughs> it's going to be released on the 28th of April. And yes. Via Rocket Recordings. On Rocket Recordings. I think exactly. that's the first time we've played Rocket Recordings this year as one of definitely our most played labels. Yeah, we normally try to fit in what, what they're doing. No, we play Pigs, 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 right? Maybe If we didn't I'm bloody paying them next week Since it's one of the best bands around Yeah we definitely have played that At some point Did that record come out this year? This year's already quite long Isn't it? Did it come out this year? It must have who knows? Who knows? They all run into it. When you get to our age, they all sort of run into each other, don't they? We, we, we need a new intro for the podcast. We've decided um, we've had a couple and they've always been a bit cobbled together. And I feel now with our miraculous two microphone setup, it's time for a new intro. So I don't know if it'll be this time. Maybe you've just heard the new intro. Yeah, I was going to say this, given we were just talking about this in amongst talking about gardening and compost, we, you said maybe we should do a new intro. Anyone listening to this now will have already heard that new intro. If, if we do it. If we have indeed done it. Cool. So either way, that's a bad link. Yeah, be, so, b- behind so, the curtain so, so. <laughs> of ineptitude here. So what have you got uh, first, guess? Oh, um, yeah, music, yes. We have, I have, I should say, I have a track from a woman called Kelly Lee Owens. Uh, she's a uh, London artist uh, releasing through Small Town Supersound, which is a Norwegian uh, Oslo-based uh, label. Uh, her self-titled uh, debut album comes out on the 24th of March. Here's uh, the first single from it. It's called Anxi. Keeping it together, keeping 
Kelly Lee Owens. The track is called Anxi and it features Jenny Haval, uh, singer of some repute these days, I believe, or maybe that's just in my world. Yeah, definitely. On the cover of Wire magazine. It's got to, got to count for something. Yeah, <laughs> in these days of uh, uh, music journalism being counting for very little that still counts for something i would say uh yeah her album is out 24th of march via small town super sound and yeah she had an ep out last october and yeah i enjoy it very much and um, small town super sound is a label i got into when talking about uh music journalism when i back in the days when i did that and yeah doing bearded magazine uh small town super sound was a label we covered quite a lot um who did they release? Uh, Lindstrom is probably the okay. most famous artist, but I was like on Discogs as well. And there's a couple of um. Well, they also did the uh, Nana Cherry record a couple of years ago. That was really really good. Um, but they yeah also have released a uh, Jagger Jagist. Uh, that's probably mispronounced. Um, uh, Todd Terrier and uh, they also did a release with uh, Nissan and Mondi. Oh, all well. sorts of good stuff. Yeah, there. loads quite of a lot of variety there. Yeah, Annie as well, who I think is quite a popular uh, Swedish singer. Yeah, that sounds right. I think yeah, it's um so uh, yeah all sorts of stuff and yeah really really decent label doing good stuff. Nice yeah good to see Kelly getting a, a debut album. She's worked at um, Sister Ray Records. I'm going to say for the last 10 years, eight years, definitely from when I first met her, from, we used to play in the band History of Apple Pie. They're not sure if they're still going, but anyway, yeah, so it's, her first singles were quite pop, and that's a bit more left field there. So. Yeah, it was, um, uh, that's also the uh, most upbeat of any track that I've got with me today. So here is fair warning that it all gets more miserable and more electronic from Well, here. no fear. Hopefully, I've got plenty to uh, temper the misery. And the first one is going to be uh, the latest single from London-based artist Shevik. Thank you. 
by Shevek. Shevek is London-based uh, musician Tristram Bawtree. Long-time friend of mine now. I like I met him via his music, though, originally. But when I, one of the time, when I first started promoting shows, I put on a band called uh, Ex-Lion Tamers, and I was speaking to one of the members, and I was like, any recommendations of some really good new music? And he's like, I'll check out our friend. And when I did, on MySpace, because it's 2008, and I was absolutely blown away. And I ended up managing him for a couple of years. We lived together for a couple of years. And here we are, nearly 10 years later. And so we were listening to that via the video premiere on something called Carl Blutt's ma- magazine. And when you lived with him, did he have a gold lame bedding as featured in the video? Always. Not always. <laughs> Just gold lame everything and everywhere. The man knows what he likes. Yeah, but no, he's... Um... Uh, he was been in a couple of other bands, hasn't he? So yeah. he did that. He did that sort of like when you managed him, because I remember those uh, days as well. And he was quite folky then. Yeah. And then he did uh, was it Eyes and No Eyes, which was a bit different. Yeah, Eyes and No Eyes, I think, are still technically going. But like uh, one of the members had a kid, and in fact, two of the members have had kids now. And it was just just they weren't finding the time to rehearse and do stuff, and just he just wanted to be playing. So Shevek is essentially his solo project. I yeah. think I'm presuming he's playing all the instruments on that. Yeah, Eyes and No Eyes, that record, um, I can't remember the name of it, it was probably self-titled, wasn't it? It uh, was really, really good. Yeah, I revisited that album um, last year, not having not put it on in a long, long time, and was really impressed by how well it stood up. Yes, yeah, so it's Eyes and No Eyes, I think, I think it's just self-titled. Yeah, so it's very, very good. Um, something a bit more strange here. So uh, this is a... So a record label we play fairly frequently is Discrepant, a really wonderful London label. Uh, they've got a uh, a tape, because tapes are the thing, right? Uh, they've got a tape Tapes imprint. are cheap. Tapes cheap are, to make. <laughs> and so they've got a, a imprint that only releases tapes called Sukata Tapes. They've, they're starting it off with uh, two releases, 
this is one, and uh, in the spirit of ill-preparedness of the podcast, there is literally no information about this person anywhere. Nothing on disc. It doesn't even have a category. It doesn't even have a page on Discogs to even see if they released anything else. But it's a artist called Ubek, who is, I believe, from Poland, and that's about as all, all I could get. And this tape is a collection of recordings from between 1982 and 1989. It's just a self-titled tape, and here's a preview of it. discovered recently and which may not exist at all. I may be talking about something that does not exist. I in my stories and novels often write about counterfeit worlds, semi-real worlds, as well as deranged private worlds inhabited often by just one person, while meantime the other characters either remain in their own worlds throughout or are somehow drawn into one of the peculiar ones. At no time did I have a theoretical or conscious explanation for my preoccupation with these pluriform pseudo-worlds, but now I think I understand. What I was sensing was the manifold of partially actualized realities lying tangent to what evidently is the most actualized one, the one which the majority of us, by consensus gentium, agree on. I had a short, acute flash of recovered memory. Then, in mid-March, month later, the total body of memories, intact and entire, began to return.
interesting one. They're suitably strange and mysterious, I would say. Uh, it's the sounds of Ubek. And yeah, it's a self-titled tape uh, out on uh, Sukata Tapes, which is an imprint of Discrepant Records. I was trying to think like what it was about that this sort of music that I actually really love, and I think it's um, when it comes to like field recordings and sound uh, recordings like that, it's sort of you get it's the snippets and the sort of cut and paste aspect of it um, that I really love, and sort of you get like snippets of this uh, more conventional music, if uh, for want of a better turn of phrase, that then, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Am I talking nonsense? I think that with field recordings, you, you can take, hopefully you're learning or understanding a bit about what it came from, where interesting snippets that wouldn't otherwise be made into music doesn't even make any sense no it really doesn't no we can't make <laughs> you just put me on the spot i was zoning out thinking about something else i was like I, say something sensible i kind of feel, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like i've got someone here just going justify yourself <laughs> for that but um that in talking about that you what you were saying was making sense um in uh, as much sense as you usually make anyway good. but yeah the recordings are from poland in nine between 1982 and 1989 no, so I don't of, think so. Is all of that being edited? No, I think we're going to keep it all. Okay, good. But no, it's um, you know, it's obviously from Poland when uh, it was under communist rule, and the cover has a particularly gnarly-looking image of uh, Stalin on the cover of it. And I have thoughts. I have more thoughts on field recordings. One of the nice things about field recordings is making music out of something that's not supposed to be music. Yes. Right? So it's like you know, collaging these things together into into a completely different form. That's an interesting approach. And then maybe it's also just quite nice sounds and like that. Yeah. I certainly enjoyed it anyway. Um but yeah the um the UB of Ubek. This is the limited information we've got. Uh, is we have our it, resident Polish speaker here. So. It's, uh, well, I'm not even going to go for it, but uh, it says Uzad Bespis or something like that uh, which literally <laughs> means a security office uh, in Polish and yeah presumably all to do exactly that. like that exactly shouldn't have given that a go should I no should have just left it as no, it was no you should not <laughs> well done there guys I think we had done ages ago. Okay, good. Yeah, I think I think we took that out a bit more. Um, I want to play you a new release from Lobster Theremin Records, um, sort of house music record label, house and techno that we've played on the podcast a few times before. Sort of go, just go on their website from time to time to see what they're releasing because uh, Jimmy, who runs the label, is a friend of mine and also works at Corsica Studios. They've actually opened up a record shop now. You know, Gas Lobster Records. That's uh, very exciting. In, La- is, in, is London, that... in London Fields, it's been open for two weeks and stocking only their own releases and distros. They do release a load of stuff. Well, they've got like literally 20, 25 labels now and like eight, six employees. <laughs> yeah, probably it's, it's plenty to fill a shop. Fe- plenty to fill a shop. So congratulations to everybody there. The artist is Unfinished Portraits and the single's called Memory Lake. <laughs>
is, like a nice four and a half minute slice of uh, what you housey yeah. music. <laughs> it felt <laughs> who knows, a lot. Who lo- knows my genres? Felt a lot longer than four and a half minutes. Just, I felt like if that had been a nine minute song, it would have felt exactly the same length. So every second of that felt like two. So it was taking yeah. you just really dragging the time out. That's I mean, not complimentary is it? It it's meant to be. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's... Uh, Backhanded compliments? Exactly. I know what you mean. It was great. No, it's uh, really, really good. And it would save space. You could fit it on a seven inch, one side of a seven inch as well. There's no bigger compliment than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about the artist, but as I said, Lobster Theremin is a record label uh, based up, uh, based in London. So they just opened their shop, Lobster Records, um, releasing lots of uh, really good music. Route 8 is someone that we've played on the podcast before that has done particularly well from the label and been really impressed with. I'm no expert on all of their back catalogue, but lobstertheremin.com, and you can uh, find more about that. There's just so much of it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot to keep up with. And I really look forward to going and checking out their shop because of it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I can't think of another sort of record shop that's sort of owned and run by a label that only stocks their stuff. I mean, obviously, Rough Trade is the same name. Bella Union have opened their shop in, in Brighton. Brighton. you are right. Few, there like is another year. one. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think those sorts of uh, labels that have a proper dedicated fan base, yeah, can do that. Yeah, maybe it's something that's worth it. I'd be interested uh, Drift to see down in uh, Cornwall, are they? Somewhere, Drift Records, I'm sure. I know they... the label. Do they have a shop? I'm pretty sure they used to. Nice. So yeah, so but I think they might have a label that came out of a local record shop, as opposed I to the other way probably, around. That's probably the, the the more obvious way round of doing that. Yeah, but yeah, Lobster Theremin were those uh, labels that both of us have put on various times on this show. Um, but yeah, God, just looking through their Bandcamp page and what they've released, there's just so much of it. Like, who who can keep up? <laughs> Not even us, and we're meant to. Um, Up next from me, uh, speaking of labels um, that we play fairly often, this is one from Habibi Funk. They are a German record label uh, based out of Berlin. I release a lot of uh, Israeli and Middle Eastern music. Uh, This is is an interesting record that they've got coming out. It's from an Algerian musician, a library musician called uh, Ahmed Malek. And in the early 80s, he... um, he was in his 50s and he, d- he just discovered synthesizers and electronic music and then started having a few experiments, started playing around with stuff. And yeah, the result was all this music that ended up not being released. Um, but Habibi Funk have somehow uh, come across the tapes and worked with his family uh, because Ahmed Malik is no longer with us, worked with his family on sort of producing compilations of this material and releasing it so it was made at the time like library for films for adverts th- or is this was stuff that was didn't wasn't no, actually used so no he was so he was a library uh, composer so composed for television and cinema but these were essentially he had a couple of synthesizers and was just messing about homemade experiments exactly so uh, there's a chap who i'm not aware of called a uh, Flaco or Flaco, something like that, who compiled and has co-produced all of this. Uh, they are at pains to say that this isn't remixed or anything. It's just uh, being like, uh, produced in a way that uh, he believes that the finished recordings would sound like. Uh, so here's a track from it anyway. It's uh, in the spirit of experiments. It's called Tape 12, Track 1. It's from the Electronic Tapes LP, out 24th of February, and this is Ahmed Malik.
I like that. I guess that was sort of like quite a sort of classical, classical music. Yes, yeah. So uh, he was um, he was a pianist as well as well as a flautist, uh, someone who flaunts a lot, obviously. Uh, but uh, so you can obviously see that uh, in the sheer skill of the hear that truly. You could see. Don't think, don't think they're seeing much. Well, I'm sure someone saw it at some point. So, someone saw it. Someone saw. We will see <laughs> the results of it. But yes, you are right. Uh, my English is terrible. But no, uh, Ahmed Malek, uh, with Flaco being the uh, chap producing and essentially coming up with the record. Uh, the album is called The Electronic Tapes. It's out on the 24th of February via Habibi Funk. Um, if you're not aware of Habibi Funk, they're a fairly uh, young record label, really. I think this is their fifth release. Uh, they've issued some mad stuff. Some really some great funk and disco from like uh, that part of like from Africa and the Middle East. Uh, some really really great uh, vinyl releases uh, or any tape. All vinyl. Oh, right. All vinyl. So this record, yeah, it's called the Electronic Tapes. But it's a record release. It's it, it is. I got confuddled with your last tape release. Oh no, I am. This week's theme is definitely tapes. So the uh, one I had before Ubek was tape. This one is compiled from tape, but and my next one digital. is a tape. Yes, but yeah, it is coming out uh, on vinyl, 24th of February. Nice. Um, Before we move on to the next song, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody that's been listening to the podcast recently, because we had our highest ever listens two weeks ago, and then this week it's more or less the same level as that uh, highest ever one before. So we're incredibly thankful to all of you that are bothering to come and tune into us waffling and playing music and because, well, we've been at this for a while now. And came back this week. Yeah, exactly. So What's wrong with you? Hopefully we had some new subscribers from the week before, and you are here back for another one. Um, if you yeah, if you want to pass on your recommendations to any friends, to pass on the podcast to people, nice reviews in iTunes, all that sort of places, it all helps spread the gospel of good and interesting music to the populace, which is the plan. Yeah, that's the idea. Two idiots <laughs> talking and playing good-sounding music. Yeah, so uh, for my next song, it's going to be... Uh, 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 I'm really looking... I'm going to just interrupt you slightly and say I'm really looking forward to you pronouncing this. I'm not playing that one. Oh, oh that's a shame. Well, we'll wait for that. It's, it's lined up for later. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come in. It's going to come in last, that one. I want to play you um, the new single from Brighton-based harpist and singer Emma Gatrill. She's in the band Sons and Ol and Adrian, who are an old favourite of mine, and me and Emma go back many years now. And she's releasing her new album, uh, sort of expanding from the harp and singing with some electronics and other stuff. This is actually an old song from hers, uh, with new arrangement with that, and it's called Skin. This is Emma Gatrell.
Emma Gatrill, Skin, uh, beautiful sounds. Uh, Marcus Hamlet, who we might have played on the podcast before, is the guy who does the electronics and stuff, some of that sort of things for Emma. That Wilkerman uh, Collective Exactly, chat. he's the guy who runs Wilkerman, Collect- Wilkerman Records, uh, um, touring musician and session musician of some repute. And uh, yeah, I mean, actually when I last saw Emma, she was not only playing harp and singing, but triggering loads of the electronics and stuff with her feet, like sort of like some sort of synthesizer feet electronics thing. And I was like, you know when you're not a musician and you look at someone doing something, you're like... That looks really hard. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that looks really good right there. Was it um, Plug, the band Plug, the two-piece, who uh, one of them played bass and keyboards at the same time? She was playing keyboards with her feet whilst uh, playing bass. You are completely correct. That was Plug. Yeah, Shandora on drums and vocals. And I can't remember the name of the other lady doing, yeah. They were bass one of my faves. Said, yeah, oh, such a good band. Their album, I seem to recall, wasn't, as good as it should have that been. That was, we were talking back a long time ago now, but as I recall it, two seven inches on Parlour Records. Both absolutely amazing. brilliant. Released an album and upset the rhythm. Didn't quite hit the spot for us. But I think one of the things, I'm sure that you guys have had some experiences like this as well. When you get a single and you really, really like it, and then six months, a year go by, and that song ends up on an album uh, and it's a new recording, sometimes it can feel a bit jarring. Yeah, because like it's sure. it's the particular recording that you're used to and that you've really grown to like, and the new ones you're just like, I just don't know. It, that kind of a couple of songs felt like that. Problem is when you have a uh, have a demo. <laughs> don't know what that was. When you have like a demo um, recording is like that. You hear that, and obviously it might be a year, two years when the actual record comes out, and it's yeah, exactly as you say. I'm not going to just repeat exactly what you just said. You are in agreement. But I am in agreement. <laughs> yes, I am indeed. Um, so as Anthony mentioned before that last track, you can submit music to us uh, via facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast. And that is what someone did. Well, lots of people do, but someone did it and I loved it. Um, it's from a it's from a record label called Audio Visuals Atmosphere. It's a Belgian label and they've put a compilation together out on tape right now. Uh, it's a compilation of sort of electronic music and field recording, synthesizers, all that sort of stuff uh, that I've played a fair bit of. Also, uh, they've released a couple of people that I really like, and I think we've played two people that we've definitely played on the podcast, Angie Chung, uh, and uh, I'm, who also appears on the compilation, and Amérique de Tapol, who are from Belgium as well, I believe. And this is an artist called Sophia, Sophia Ozdrav. Ozdravovna, which is a pseudonym, and I'm really upset that a pseudonym is that hard to say. Uh, And this track is called A Morning Spread Evenly Across Two Cities.
really pleasant uh so we're recording this on a sunday afternoon and it's uh, with the birds in the background is that what that is i only just noticed that the birds were really loud i don't know if... that's definitely the sounds of the birds i don't know if it's coming through i hope it is i know it's a, it's a it makes it it means we're recording in very pleasant ambiance here <laughs> Um, but that's the uh, sounds of uh, Sophia Ozdravovna. Um, I haven't been practicing at all during the playing of the track, uh, which is called A Morning Spread Evenly Across Two Cities. It's taken from a compilation uh, called Optical Resonances, which is a tape. Uh, you can get it from audiovisualsatmosphere.bandcamp.com, which is the name of the record label. And yeah, really... As we were saying, um, sort of mangling saying when I played the Ubeck track earlier, like love field recordings and sort of found sounds and all comes together to make sort of, as you were saying, non-music music. Yeah, and also featuring on the compilation, Gareth mentioned Angie Chung. Thought I'd just get in a bit of promotion here because of um, if you're a new listener on the podcast, uh, my full-time job is promoting uh, live music in London. And uh, Angie's... Uh, an artist I work with sometimes, and she's playing supporting KTL, which is Stephen O'Malley and Peter from Editions May Go Recordings in London at St John in Bethnal Green this very Friday. This Friday being... Friday the 17th of February. Exactly. So if you are listening before then and are in the vicinity of London, you should go to that. <laughs> yeah, should be good. KTL's first uh, gig in uh, 10 years. So uh, not gig, first London gig in 10 years, shall I say. Another band that I've actually got uh, coming over uh, in March is this one, Mirrored Lips. Me and Gaz are just commenting off uh, air. They're sort of quite happy with this week's podcast of music of every kind. And something that has not been represented so far that will be represented now is some nasty punk. It's uh, in Russian. Not going to. Not only can I not pronounce it, I couldn't even begin to decide how to even elocute one syllable. <laughs> what of the symbols in that alphabet yeah. um so but what i do know is mirrored lips is a punk band from st petersburg and uh, this is a track by them Yeah! 
встретимся снова дружные Будто вчера не плакал я Будто вчера не ползал я track by Mirrored Lips. Got it straight from their band camp. It's Mirrored Lip with a triple S. Mirrored Lips. Bandcamp.com and they'll be coming over to London in March and I think they'll be doing other dates in the UK and Europe. Um, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. I think it's nasty and I think it's also inventive. I think that's the second time you've played uh, nasty Russian punk on this podcast in the last year. Did you not have one last year? I did, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, guy Tim Young, he he taught in Moscow for some years and made friends with this Russian punk band over there who were really good. Can't remember their name, but it was a good one. Yeah, that's. I uh, wonder if there's some sort of scene over there that needs investigation. Well, it's cold, and where it's cold, you find good music. Is okay. <laughs> Is that some sort of a? Uh, is that a theory or some some uh, <laughs> well, it's like, scientific? You know, I don't know. You think of like places where it's like really nice and like everyone's happy, like Australia or something, unfadingly just makes terrible music. Great. That's uh, that's one part of the listenership. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> a cut. Cut. Nice. Uh, Essentially, well, anyone you know, south and, of the you know, equator. You know, if you live somewhere where, where it's like you know, 22 hours of darker day, what can you do apart from make some punk music? Yeah, but by a light. <laughs> I'm sorry, Australia. I know that you've got lots of good music from there as well. I'm, I'm being being a bit facetious. Yeah, um, I don't really promote the shows that often on here, but anyway, it's Babby Yaga's Hut, babbyyagashut.com. If you uh, 
if you're London-based or Southeast-based and want to check out the shows, only familiar with the podcast and not familiar with some of the other stuff. Or if you want to come over to London for a holiday. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. Also happened, I remember Raw Power Festival, that uh, festival that you may have mentioned on the podcast before, um, got a couple of podcast listeners flying in last year. I actually, I forgot about that, but we did. I hope they're still listening. They're my heroes. Remember names? It's a lady and a man. Great. <laughs> but, uh, but and I, now we've just lost a, a two more listeners. One came from Amsterdam. Yep. I remember meeting her. <laughs> we right. value each and every one of our we, we really. treasured listeners. So Anthony said before that track that he's, we've had pretty much all types of music on this podcast. Obviously that's not true because we haven't had any... Um, Dancehall. Uh, Dancehall or grime or hip-hop or any sort of uh, genres that we play fairly frequently like that. Uh, but I am going to end with um, some jazz, which is uh, something we play from time to time. Uh, we certainly play uh, tracks from uh, Jazzman Records' spiritual jazz series of compilations because they are exceptional. Uh, always, they're always themed around something, um, and they're always great. They're up to number seven, uh, which is themed around Islam, which is... Um, quite a timely i would say obviously with everything that's going on in the world at the moment uh so spiritual jazz 7 islam which is out on the 17th of march it says here in the press release that it examines the influence and impact of islam on four decades of jazz innovation um yeah can't really underestimate uh, the um the impact that faith generally has had on music over the years and certainly the um, quote um, uh, essentially jazz culture in America and Muslim influences around the um, uh, civil rights movement, people like Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and people like that, uh, obviously very prominent um, uh, Muslims. But yeah, we're going to, uh, I'm going to play a track and close out on this 11, 12 minute long track of jazz, which hopefully you'll all love. It's uh, by uh, by the East New York Ensemble de Music, and the track is called Mavlana. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.